You are the people that are going to make this dealer different from every other dealership. So let's be us and let's be a team and let's get involved in the community and let's get involved in our customers' lives and let's spread the message that this is, I mean, every, every time you do a video, I tell people, one, the simplest, easiest thing I tell salespeople to do and general managers to do is, is check in at the dealership. Every day, if you'll just check in at the dealership, let people know where you are. It's a subtle reminder that you sell cars and where, <laughs> where you sell cars. But it also tells people that I'm not ashamed I'm in the car business. Yes. That I enjoy working at this place. I enjoy being here at this place. It's not a bad place. We're good people. I like being here. You should be here. And that's the whole thing the general managers have to do is they have to create a culture that everyone wants to be there. Good morning and welcome to the Coffee with Jason podcast. This morning, Jason is with Terry Lancaster. They'll be sipping and chatting about being intentional with our time, developing our audience, and being authentic with the content we put out. Top up your coffee and get ready for your daily tips with your host, Jason Harris. But first, a message from our sponsor. For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closer's Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closer's Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. Hey, hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of Coffee with Jason. Today, I have my guest, Terry Lancaster. Terry, thank you so much for taking your time to come jam with me today. Oh, man, I'm super excited to be here, Jason. Thank you for having me on, brother. Yeah. Hey, for everybody out there that's watching this and listening to this, Terry, if you could kind of just give us your 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 intro story, that that origin story that is Terry Lancaster, that'd be a great place for us to start. Well, how far do we want to go back? I was born on the banks of the Cumberland River. on a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've, been in, I've been in and around the car business uh, for, for my entire life. I wrote my first radio commercial for a car dealership uh, when I was uh, a sophomore in college, 1985. People were still alive in 1985. And I started working with car dealerships. I was in the radio business, and, but all of my clients and everything uh, uh, was in the car business. So I, follow, I followed the money and ended up being an automotive specialist for, for, for radio stations. And then I followed the money a little more and started my own advertising agency, working with, uh, working with car dealers across the U.S. and Canada. I've been working for, for 30 some odd years now with car dealers from Moose Jaw to Miami. We, we, we've got the whole thing <laughs> covered. And, uh, and for the better, most part of that time, I did a uh, big, loud, obnoxious, come by, come by a car this weekend or we're going to shoot your dog radio spots. It's the loudest, the most obnoxious spots you could ever have. And, and, and they work, brother. Let me tell you, they, they, they definitely work. But uh, the world kind of changed on us a little bit there about 10 years ago. The, the newspaper business went out of business. And, uh, and, and it, the social media and the Internet changed the way that we sell things because it, the object now isn't just to get them in the door. You yep. got to sell them before before you got to sell them before you ever get a chance to sell them. So I started about five years ago looking at um, looking at well, with things are changing, how are we going to differentiate this? And you know, I, I was doing these obnoxious radio commercials, and and the manufacturers started coming in every day saying, "Okay, you can't say that now. You can't say that now. You can't say that. Now. You can't say that now." And then they were telling my clients, "You got to build a big million dollar building." It looks like everybody else's million dollar building and you got to say exactly the same thing. And, uh, and everyone on the internet, all the third parties and Google were all saying, you got to charge the exact same thing. You know, it, it, there was this huge tidal wave of commoditization going on in the industry. And I took a good long look at going, if everything looks exactly the same from a marketing standpoint, how do you differentiate yourself? Yes, and absolutely. I, the answer that I got was the only way, to differentiate yourself is your people. That's the only thing that separates one Ford dealer from another Ford dealer from 3,000 other Ford dealerships around the country is the people that you have. And fortunately, we all have, uh, so it, it became imperative that the salespeople learn to market themselves. And I, uh, and, and fortunately, about the same time, they invented the, uh, the smartphone, which is the greatest human connection device in the history of human connection. So I jumped on that train, and that's what I've been talking about for the last four or five years is helping automotive salespeople market themselves and build relationships online and in real life. And, and, and it also that's also how we kind of got connected, right? Do I? That's, that's kind of how we got connected. I mean, you, you know, yeah. I, I have that same philosophy. You know, it's, you know, a, a, 
the biggest part of my business comes from my branding efforts. And right. I learned that firsthand. And I'm sure you have felt the same thing is that by putting out this content and branding yourself, you know, and being really authentic with the content, you know, um, I don't have an outside sales team. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't exist. You know, I mean, people are able to absorb my message, understand kind of who I am, my methodology, my approach to things. And then they can make the decision to want to do business with me before they even come to the point where we actually sit down. And to your point, this is what salespeople have the opportunity to do today. You know, I mean, if, every single salesperson, 100%. If I was a salesperson today, holy crap, watch out, like move over, you know, like yeah. it just, there's before, if I wanted to share a message to your point, right? You had radio. Yeah newspaper, TV. That was the only yeah. distribution you had. And that distribution was bloody expensive. It was now, expensive and it was, it, was, it was shotgun. It was boom, everybody. Exactly. You know, yeah. now, now to your point, we just pick this thing up and we just literally start speaking our truth, you know? Yeah. And the people that are going to respect that and appreciate that, those are the ones that are ultimately what we want to do business with in the first place. And even beyond, even beyond the big media, the big three, radio, TV, and newspaper, from a salesperson's perspective, when I, when I was started doing this, I'd go into the, to the dealership, and every salesperson, they used to have these little green metal recipe boxes on their desk with index cards in them. And yeah. in each one of them, that's where, they, that's where they kept their life, were on those index cards. And, uh, and they, you know, they, they, knew when Aunt, uh, they, they knew when Aunt Amy's birthday was, and they knew everybody's birthday, they knew everybody's anniversary, and they knew when everybody was scheduled in for a service call, and they would come in and they would flip through these index cards. And that's how they stayed in touch with people, you know, and they could have maybe a couple of hundred files in that index card. Well, this phone, you can connect with thousands of people and you can get reminders on everybody's birthday. And it's that, it's that green recipe box on steroids. And it gives yeah. you a chance to connect, you know, much wider and much further than has ever been possible before. And what happened, what happened in the car business was it got easy. Google came in and put all the newspapers out of business. Google makes more money than every newspaper in the United States. I don't know about Canada, but I'm sure it's the same up there. Oh, more money than every, every newspaper in the United States combined because the newspaper was where you went for that low hanging fruit 20, 30 years ago. Well, now Google is the low hanging fruit and all the salespeople got used to sitting around waiting for the ups, you know, because, because all, you, all you had to do was get the internet leads and it was easy money. Low hanging fruit was just flying by. Yep, and yep. Uh, <laughs> all you had to do was pick it. And we got so used to, to looking at, uh, at the KPIs and the ROIs and the click throughs and leads. And we forgot that it's a people business. Mm -hmm. And we forgot to form those connections that we used to have sitting in that green index box. And uh, what I'm trying to do is get people to, to, to go back to the way things actually were. It's nothing new. It's not rocket science. No. It's actually just straightforward. It's just people talking to people. It's just you've got the opportunity to talk to a lot more people than you ever had before. And, and that's a good point because, you know, I remember, you know, um, at my dealership, there were a couple older gentlemen that had been at the dealership like 20, 30 years. And they did a phenomenal job of what you just talked about. They had their beautiful Rolodex. They uh, religiously kept in communication and had great communications with that Rolodex and got to the point where, you know, they only worked two days a week. You know, they, yeah. they, they golfed the rest of the time, came in and made those appointments and, and they're just able to do that. But it took them years and years and years and years and years to get to that point. Now right. I see, I see sales guys out there who, who have that passion, have that desire. They can create that same size of Rolodex in 18 months. They don't have to wait you know 18 what? years. Here, here, they can do it in 18 months. I'm, start, I'm starting to see. I know general managers who, who have said, who, you know, they, they, they got to be a certain age, you know, whatever that age may be. And they start looking and they're working the eight hour weeks and they've got, They've got all these headaches and they can't get their salespeople to do what they want their salespeople to do. And they, uh, and they, they, they can't get the inventory and they got to deal with the factory. And it's just a giant headache. And I know of more than one, several, in fact, general managers who have said, screw it. I'm going back to selling cars because I know what I didn't know 30 years ago. That if I, if I, if I sit down and ball for a year and a half, if I stick my nose in this for a year and a half, I'm going to have a platform that I can fish from for the rest of my life. And I don't have to worry about what the other salespeople are going to do or what the manufacturer is going to do and what, how GM is going to screw me over this month. All I got to do is talk to those, talk to my people, build my tribe and I can golf whenever I want to. That's, that's, that's happening because it's so easy to do this stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I remember the first training I got, you know, I just remember talking to these older sales guys and they were just like, 
build your network, build your network, build your network, build your network, you know, until you could eventually get to that point. Now, like I said, we, we can do it. We can do it fast. Hey, I, I know we can do We could do a whole podcast just on the importance of this. But you know what? In reality, I think if there's anybody watching or listening to this right now and they don't, uh, they don't believe that what we're talking about is important, how about you guys just go ahead and turn the shit off? Um, let's, talk, let's talk to the people that do believe they're shaking their heads up and down. And go, yeah, guys. Hey, I'm with you, Terry. I'm with you, Jason. You know, I, I understand that this is important. Let's let's give them the uh, let's give them a bit of a roadmap, right? The kind of those yeah. first steps on how to start building out that network. What would you recommend? Well, he, well, here's the here's the first thing that I tell people: almost everything you know about personal branding and social selling is wrong. You I mean you can't you can't you can't swing a dead cat without people talking about this. Every, every podcast is about That's it. Right. Every time every time you pick up the phone, there's there, there's something on your timeline about it. Everybody's talking about it, and most of them are doing it wrong because they're making it all about me. Yes, I mean, they're making it about me. You know, I, I talk to salespeople and they go, well, "What what can I post?" And they want to post you know three car specials a day <laughs> and uh, and why why they're the best things since sliced bread. And it's me 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 me. And yep. you know. If you're using, here's, here's what I tell people, if you're using social media only to sell stuff to strangers, you need to look up the word social because that's not what it's about. The, 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 the funny thing is your personal brand isn't even about you. Your personal brand is a product of the relationships that you have and the reputation that you have with those people. And it's I about who knows, you, it's who knows you and how you make them feel. So first things first is get it out of your head that it's about you mm -hmm. to use social correctly, to start building this network. You have to think of the value that you bring to them and make that switch in your mindset. I'm not going to be selling all the time. You know, you're, you're, you're taking time to talk to me. You just told me you do 10 or 12 of these coffee, coffee with podcasts every day, every, every week. You've got yeah. these going on. You're not selling. You're not saying, "Hey, I'm Jason. I'm the best thing since sliced bread. I've got, I've got, I've got the digital, I've got the digital doodad that's going to change your life." You're yeah, not having I'm an. I'm not saying an ebook or anything like that. I don't want to do any of that crap, right? It's just like that's, no, that's not what it's about. You're no, bringing value to your audience. You're being helpful to them. You're making their lives better. You're solving their problem, and then when there is a problem that you can help with, you're top of mind. You're the person that they think of because they know you before they need you. In the olden days, they used to tell you it's not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But the internet has turned that completely upside down. It's not who you know anymore, it's who knows you. And they have to know you before they need you. And I think also what's really important here is that when salespeople are listening to this is that it's not the size of your network that makes a big difference. It's what you do with that network, to your point earlier, is bringing value to that person. And, and you're 100% right. I mean, look, let's, let's admit it. We can both say it. Or you've been at this for a while. I've been at this for a while. Our industry is the most antisocial social you know, uh, industry out there. I mean, literally, we're just, everybody's just about me, 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 me. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of always been that way. Our, our marketing has been about that. Our, our sales processes have been about that. The way we service cars have been about that, you know, and that's just not what the customer expects anymore. Okay. The, the customer yeah. now expects for them to be at dead center of all of our efforts. And that includes what we put out there as far as content and networking. Yeah. Then, and the thing is, you, you don't have to be Kim Kardashian. You don't have to have a million followers. If you've got, if you've got a couple of thousand people in your small town, in your, in your hometown, wherever you are, if, if they're connected with you and they enjoy what you talk about and you can talk about cookies, mm. let's say you really like cookies and you do a podcast every day about different <laughs> kinds of cookies and you're going to connect with people who like cookies. But the key is you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can bring whatever value you want to bring. You can, you can be exactly who you are as long as they know that you sell cars at Bob's Car Lot. Whatever the name of the car lot is, as, as long as everybody knows that you're their friend in the car business, then everything else, it's like, uh, it's, it's like sponsoring the Super Bowl. You know, you, you, I think, I think of my, my social media presence as, as Terry, Lang actually I own the web, the domain, terrylancaster.tv. It is my own personal network. It's my own, it's my own television thing. Sometimes I talk about the car business and sometimes I talk about my hockey team and, uh, and sometimes I talk about my family and I talk about whatever I want to talk about and connect with my audience in whatever way I want to connect with them. But I make sure at the end of the day, and this is the step, step one, once, you, once you're going to start, step one, make sure everyone knows what you do, where you do it at, and how you can help. Make, make sure it's 
it's painstakingly, mind-numbingly obvious that you sell cards. Make your Facebook page look like a business card so that if they click to it, they say, oh yeah, Jason's in the car business. Jason sells cars down at Bob's, Bob's Car Lot. And then go have fun. Talk about whatever you want to talk about, connect in whatever way you want to talk, whatever way you want to have coffee, have beer, whatever, however, however you connect your people, do that. Just make sure they know that it's all sponsored by your friend. Well, see, and, that, and I think that's the key thing, right? That it's sponsored by. See, I, th I think what it is, is that salespeople do get to that point where they say, okay, guys, I get it. I'm going to make my page. Everyone's going to understand that I sell cars. But then immediately the content that comes out of that is that they just sell cars. And no one gives yeah. a shit about that. Like, we would, okay, we get it. You sell cars. Like, it's all over the place, all right? Um, I have, you would love this. I have a salesperson who six months ago, all right, started a uh, just blogging about burgers. Oh, yeah. Just burgers and you know this what guys got a passion for burgers. burgers like he does right. I, didn't, I didn't realize this guy got a passion for burgers and and i didn't realize that there is kind of this there's this kind of burger connoisseur kind of audience that exists in 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 my current marketplace there's a, a lot of local burger places and there's some chains and then man, he talks about toppings he talks about beef he talks about the bun he brings the baker in he talks to the baker he he had the beef guy on one time he talked about yeah. the beef and like this guy's got got an audience in less than six months he's got an audience over twelve thousand people now right i mean that, that's, that, that's genius and, and it's he just enjoys eating burgers. That's it. He just enjoys eating burgers. I mean, it's a little crazy sounding, but that's just, but the cool thing is, is that this wasn't forced. This was his yeah. passion. I mean, you know, this, this is the guy that like, if you showed up to a barbecue and there was like frozen patties, he'd lose his shit. Like he would just like, oh, yeah. that ain't happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. He would be like fresh, fresh grounding his meat. You know, he's yeah. got his own press. He's going to make his own patty. <laughs> like, you know, but he, he does the information about this. He's built an audience, but everybody knows the guy sells cars. Like, he just knows. Yeah. You know, that's, and, that's, and that's all they get. They know he sells cars. Yep. And, and you know what? He sells. He actually does. He sells directly from them. He sells anywhere between five to 10 cars a month directly from that audience. And I think right. that's just starting. I think that's going to even continue to grow for him. Yeah. So and even better than that. So that's exactly the concept. But for for, for most for most uh, for most car salespeople, you want uh, I tell everyone that you're, you're you know you have to pick your target market. Like for instance, yeah. I, I'm I'm very popular with 19 year old Indonesian girls. They I, 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 they they all love me. They all they all want they all want to be they all want to be friends with Terry. But you know, 19 year old Indonesian girls aren't going to buy what it is that I'm selling. And if you're selling cars. You know, you can't connect with people, uh, you, you know, you can't connect with people across the world because they're going to be harder. You can, yes, you can sell to them, but that's going to be harder. You can't yeah. connect with, with people in the industry, only connect with people in the industry. That's great to connect with people in the industry because you're going to learn things. You're going to see how other people are doing it, but, but they're not going to buy cars from you. For the most part, your audience is going to be people who live within 25 to 50 miles of the store, people yeah. who can drive to the store and buy a car. And if you can find anything that you're passionate about, that they're passionate about, that, that, that you can connect with that audience, that's, that's, that's where the money is. If, if, you're, if you're in small town in Idaho or uh, up, you know, uh, wherever, and, uh, and, you, and, you start, and your passion is local high school sports, if you started a, a podcast or uh, started posting regularly about the local high school sports team, you would just, it just blows up because that's what people are interested in. It's hometown stuff. I went to school for journalism a million years ago. I got a journalism degree and I thought it was useless for a hundred years. I was in an advertising business. I was, I was trained to write for small town papers and I never, never, never did that once in my life. I went straight into advertising, but the world changed in a way that my ability that what I learned from journalism school has been infinitely valuable. One, the ability to craft a story, to weave a narrative, to tell a tale. That, that's, that's more powerful than anything. But what, one of my journalism professors told me, he said the, 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 most, the most read page in any newspaper is going to be the hometown page. What's happening in the hometown? Because you can talk about national politics all you want, and you can talk about national sports all you want. But when Aunt Betty won the bake-off at the state fair, Everybody that Aunt Betty knows is going to read that. <laughs> of course, right? Absolutely. So, so, I, so, so just keep it local. Yeah, no, I love this. So let's just kind of recap real quick for everybody who's listening and watching right now. Okay, so look, um, uh, first thing first, you know, we wanted to find a gold objective. Understand who your audience is going to be, right? 
So we'll set, they say, look, this is my local audience. All right. Second thing, find something that you're passionate about, something that people are going to relate with, right? Everybody's got a passion, you know, if it's burgers, hell it's burgers. If it's, uh, if it's bakery, it's bakery. If it's uh, I kind of another sales guy that does, uh, Air Jordans. I didn't know Air Jordans was like a big thing, but like, I guess you collect, like, like it's people go crazy over it. Right. So like he's, he does a little thing about Air Jordans and talks all about new ones and old ones and all kinds of stuff. So, um, but so find that place where, where it's authentic for you, start creating that content. But then I think that next step is you got to engage, like just make content and then not engage the whole part of being social and creating that network is you need to be freaking social. You know, and that's, 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 you know, at least half the battle, everyone wants to post and everyone wants to make it about me and everyone asks what I, what I post. But the thing I tell people is, you know, don't forget to go in and, and, and engage with the people who, uh, who, you know, be friendly, go in and like their stuff. If their dog dies, tell them you're so sorry that their dog died. If, if they, if their kid graduated from college, give them a big thumbs up and post a gift with, you know, about their kid graduated from college, get engaged in their life. And that does two things. Uh, number one, it keeps you front and center in front of them. Every time you're liking something, every time you're engaging in something, every time you're commenting, putting a thumbs up, giving a big heart, whatever you do, every time you do that, it puts your face in front of them. And it puts, it puts a little reminder that, Oh yeah, Jason's my friend over at, uh, over at Bob's Ford there. That, that's right. Yeah, Jason. Thanks Jason. Yeah, cool. It does that. And it also tells Facebook, because this is all about training the robots. Facebook mm-hmm. has got these robots, and it's uh, we have this agreement with Facebook. They're going to get all our privacy information. They're going to know everything about us. We're going to give them a ton of stuff, and they're going to make us famous. So we, we've got we've got to feed the rob- robots what they want to, for, to keep up our part of the deal. And if you will go in and you'll engage with your customers, that creates engagement with them. And Facebook notices, oh, Jason is talking to Aunt Mabel. So Jason and Aunt Mabel must be really tight like that. I'm going to make sure they see each other's stuff even more. So it trains Facebook to put you in front of the people you want to be in front of, but you have to engage. You have to do more than just post and sit back and wait. You got to go in and talk and answer questions. And, and it's just a big cocktail party. Just, just, Hey, how you wander around? Hey, how you doing? Shake the hands, pat the back, kiss the babies. Well, it's true. We, we have to be a part of the conversation. And, and it's actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's actually been one of uh, one of the biggest hacks that I've been using on LinkedIn for a while. Um, I think actually I sent you a video, didn't I? Um, that whenever I connect with someone, I send them a quick 30 second video, thanking them for the connection and just saying, Hey, thank you for following my content, man. If there's anything I could ever help you out with or anything I can bring you extra value with, like, please feel free to reach out to me. No kind of thing. Right. But exactly what I do, exactly what I do on Facebook and LinkedIn, every new, every new contact gets, gets, gets a video message. And to your point, the net, the networks recognize that. So, you know, I mean, I've had people say all of a sudden, man, you weren't on my radar. And now all I get like your content popping up on my radar, like all the time. Because to your point, right. they see that. So like I said, first thing first, you know, set that goal and objective to find who that audience is going to be, you know, be authentic in your content, you know, pl- find a place that you feel comfortable with, you know, and then engage, engage, engage on a regular basis. Right. Yep. What, other, what other advice would we kind of get? We're kind of walking them through that roadmap right now. So, so, so engage, 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 make, make, make sure they're doing that. Make sure you, uh, you, everyone knows what it is that you're doing. Post about a lot of stuff, post often, you mm-hmm. know, the, the more, the more the merrier you can, you, I mean, like I said, you don't go nuts. You don't post 10 cars a day. Um, but, uh, but don't be afraid to post regularly. Don't be afraid about people are going to get sick of it because Facebook isn't going to show it to everybody anyway. I mean, if you, if you get people getting sick of your stuff, you must be doing something way right. Because you got, you got, you got to be off the charts before Facebook's going to show it uh, to anybody to get sick of it. But, but post more often and, and don't be afraid to go in and sell a car. Don't, you know, do this. It's the old Gary Vaynerchuk thing, jab, 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 right hook. You got to talk about cookies and you got to talk about burgers and you got to talk about about their kids graduating from college and you got to do all that. But every once in a while, you got to swing the the big right hook. Every yeah. once in a while, you have to ask for the order because if you're not asking for the order, it's you're not selling. So don't be afraid to mix that in there. And again, it's the whole concept of you're producing a TV show, you're producing a network and it's sponsored by, you know, the whole thing can't be a commercial, but it doesn't hurt to have one commercial every once in a while. And the best commercials are video commercials. Video is so immensely powerful mm-hmm. right now that if you're not comfortable using video, you need to get comfortable using video. It's it's amazing because 
you know, you can have eyeball to eyeball conversations, belly to belly conversations with, with hundreds, thousands of people at a time without, 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 ever, without ever putting on pants and leaving your office. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's powerful stuff to use on Facebook. It's powerful stuff to use on LinkedIn. It's powerful to use, to, to use in your messaging. So uh, I think video is, video is the secret hack right now to get you in front of more people. Uh, you know, Facebook is pushing Facebook Live. That's their big thing. If you're doing a Facebook Live, you're going to get twice as much engagement on that because uh, because Facebook is, is wanting to be live and right now and that it's in their best interest to push that so 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 sell every once in a while and uh, and, and use video those are those are my biggest two things right now no I, I, I totally agree with you and I, I find to do this that you have to create a routine you know what I mean like it's it's you can't just show up to the gym and say hey I want to lose 20 pounds no. <laughs> I tried yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> just going didn't actually, just showing up just didn't necessarily mount over 20 pounds, right? You have to create that routine. And I find the best way to do it is that, you know, for some of you guys that are listening there, is you got to schedule this stuff out. Yeah. You know, like, like commit yourself to it, put it into a calendar, you know, so that you're both creating the content, but also executing on the content, you know, and yeah. over time that routine will get better and better. You know, um, I put out, eight videos a day, one every hour during a working hour, five days a week, um, over, four, over, over four different networks, different videos on all four networks. Um, yeah. it, it, it's a lot, right? Like, but, but I've taken, but the only way I, but I didn't get, I didn't do that overnight. Right. I, right. I started with one. I continued to get my routine. My workout got better and better and better and better and better. Now I'm at that point now where I think probably close to the end of this month will be 10 to 12 pieces a day over four different networks. Um, yeah. you know, and, 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 and not to denigrate what you're doing, that's freaking amazing. But there are, there are, there are hundreds of salespeople around the world right now. Their heads are exploding. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. That's what I say. No, no. <laughs> so, 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 but you don't have, you don't have to do 12 a day. You've got to start somewhere. Now, my, my, my thing is, um, I have, a, I, I use a thing called the Seinfeld technique. And I, I learned this years ago that uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was uh, famous when he, before he even got on the show for doing, um, for doing a new, he had new material all the time. When he was just doing stand-up, he had new material. And, a sell, and a, a, another comedian asked him one time, Jerry, how, how do you always come up with new material? Sometimes I, I'm not funny. Sometimes I don't feel like writing. Sometimes I, I, you know, I'm just not getting it. And, and Jerry says, well, it's my job. I have to write new material. Mm -hmm. So I have this big calendar on my desk a big year at a glance calendar. And every day I sit down and write a new joke. And every day I write a new joke, I put a big red X on the calendar. And then I've got one day in a row. And then I've got two days in a row. And then I've got three days in a row. And once you get this streak going, you'll do anything to maintain the streak. It's, it's, it, it builds this habit and it builds this momentum. So what I tell everybody to do is, is do a Facebook live video every single day. If you don't do anything else, but when you get to the store every morning, when you leave the store every night, click on and do a, do a Facebook live video every day. See how many days in a row you can do this. I started doing this with running, talking about losing 20 pounds. Four and a half years ago, I decided that I was going to run every single day. Wow. And I've ran every <laughs> single day. I've ran a mile a day every single day for the last four and a half years. It'll be five years in December, except one. I missed one day. My streak got up to 1,439 days, and I missed a day. Had a bad day. Something happened. Things, everything went off the wire, and I, I didn't make that day. But I got up the next morning, and I started again. I'm up over 220-some-odd days in a row on streak number two. 1,439 is the bar that I'm shooting for. So that's how you build a habit. Frequency yeah. and repetition is how you create that habit. And everything we're talking about doing is about building that habit muscle. If you can make it a habit, part of your daily routine to engage on social media, to post a video on, on social media, to get involved in your customer's life, do it every day, see what happens. And you're 100% right. I mean, for it to become a habit, you have to be intentional with your time. So this is, I find, another thing that, that sales guys really kind of struggle with is that they, they get in in the morning, they get to their desk, they got their coffee, they flip the monitor on, and they're just, they kind of let the day run them. They don't run the day right. themselves, you know? So, you know, you know, for this to happen, and I think for you to be successful as a salesperson in general, right, you need to be intentful with your time. Right. Yeah, I, uh, when, I, when, when, I, when I go into a dealership, and it's part of, part of the training package that I do in dealerships, the social sales training package, we go through and we talk about the science of habit formation, and, and we go through and so these are some of the things you need to be doing 
every day to start building this network, to start getting your message out there. And in my training packet, there's a book. Here's, here's, here's the book. Here's a week at a glance calendar. And I give everybody a red Sharpie. If you will post a picture on Facebook, if you will post a video on Facebook, if you'll post something to marketplace, if you meet one person out in the real world, shake their hands and give them a business card, tell them what you do. If you, if you, if, if you will do these eight things every single day, you'll start to make things happen. But it, it has to be done. So that, I, I give them exactly that. So you go into the store and they'll be, they'll, they'll be on their desktop. All right, this is what I have to do today. This is how I have to connect with people today. These, these are my goals. So they've got that every single day that they know these are the things I need to be doing. This is what I need to get, get done. That's awesome. Like I said, it's all about creating the habit at the day. We got to be intentional with our time. So, okay. So cool. This is great, man. Look, we talked about our goals, objectives, talk about developing our audiences. You know, we've talked about um, how to be authentic with your, with your content, you know, make it, make the content for the audience, not for yourself, you know? Uh, and then when it comes to execution, like you said, it's gotta be a routine. Like you've got, you got to commit to it on a daily basis and you got to start with one. You got to start just with something. And, and I love the fact that you're saying live. I agree with you live. I will admit, I got no problem admitting it. Live is still not quite, I, I st I'm not even, as much content as I create, I'm still not necessarily comfortable going live yet. I've tried to get better at it, but it's a part of, I'm yeah. trying to build into my routine, you know? So look, everybody's still got work to do. <laughs> yeah, Here, here's, the, here's the other thing about live. You got, you got two benefits of doing live video. Number one is, is, is just the algorithm. That's what the mm -hmm. robot likes right now. That could change next week. Who knows about that? The other thing about a live video is if you're not comfortable with this, and uh, I, I know people who do this, they'll push the button and they'll record. And as soon as they <clears throat> clear their throat or cough or forget what they were going to say, they'll go, oh, shoot. And they'll, they'll, they'll push it again. Uh, so, so recording it gives you a chance to think you can be perfect. I'm going to do it over and over again until it's perfect. If you're doing it live, you push the button and you're all in, baby. You, you're, yeah. you're, you're committed. There's no turning back now. And it makes you just push forward, full steam ahead get the deal done instead of wasting three hours of your life trying to record a perfect one minute video. You just, you just jump in and do it because you don't have any choice once that live button is pushed. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all or nothing at that point. So it's, it's terrifying to stand there before you push that button. But once you push it, it's, 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 it's the ultimate freedom because at that point you have no choice, but to keep yapping. <laughs> no, and, and it's true. And I think that's a great place for people to start because you're right. I mean, you, you know, um, first videos I made, I uh, built a green screen room in our, in our office. So I was like, I'm going to be in this green screen room and I'm going to make this content like all every single day. And like, yeah, that didn't happen. You know? Yeah. And then I had to find a place where I could hack it with my time. I'm like, I, I got a business room. I can't be here doing video. Like I gotta be on the road, you know? So really? mounting GoPros in my car and doing videos in the car, that's where I started. It was a place where I could feel comfortable. I could hit the button and just go with it. But I think what's really important is to your point, And that's what I love about live is that, that first video I, I did is the first video I post. I never took it down. Uh, you know, once you're once you start to run your race, you know, like you like to run your mile every day, right? Once you start, running, you don't stop. Like you yeah. got to complete the mile. Like you're not going to finish. You, you, you're not just going to stop midway. Like once you're in it, you're in it. You got to keep going. And I think that's a great way to start doing it. And and the other thing, and this has been probably the hardest thing for me as as an advertising guy. I come, you know, I come from an advertising background, and you know, I own an ad advertising agency, and I'm used to having things slick and produced, and the big booming voice, and all the graphics swimming everywhere, and uh, and everything looking exactly the way I want it to look. But the more produced and slick and and professional stuff looks on Facebook, the, the less traffic it generates, because Facebook is about people to people. It's about, it's, it's a person to person thing. And when, number one, Facebook, you know, buries it. If you've got too much text in there, if it's too produced looking that you're, 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 you're going to limit your exposure. And number two, if P, if people scrolling by your stuff and it looks like an ad, they're going to keep on scrolling. So the more slick and professional things look, it's, it's actually detrimental to you. The, the more it can look like my friend Jason down at Bob's car lot, just doing his thing. Uh, talking about burgers, talking about cookies, just just one guy talking to another, belly to belly, eyeball to eyeball. The more you can make it look like one human being talking to another, the better the better off you are. The more engagement it's going to generate. So let's talk about the next excuse because I think this is great. Really, what we're kind of doing here, and I love how the direction we took is we're just suffocating people's excuses and why they shouldn't be doing this, right? I mean, because I'm sure you get excuses all the time, right? Oh, yeah. I don't have the time. I don't have. I don't have a camera. 
I need, I need a good selfie stick. I need a good selfie stick. Like, are you kidding me? You go, you go, you go to the gas station right now and buy selfie sticks. I mean, literally, some of the gas stations now, right? Um, you know, but there's every excuse out there. Now, this is an excuse I get a lot. And I'm, I'm curious to see what you say when you hear this excuse. Um, look, guys, I started. I put four or five videos out there. Nobody's watching. Nobody's yeah. watching. Like, that's usually yeah. what it is, right? Like, I'm like, yeah. how's it going? Oh, I did it. I did it. I did, like five or 10 videos and then they stop. Why did you stop? Yeah. Because nobody actually watched it. What would you right. say to those people? Well, I tell people that, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the human mindset. We all want it right now. And that's why, that's why the gyms are so crowded on January 1st. Everybody wants to go do the thing that one time. And we want the immediate response. But here, I, I, I don't know about you, but I can tell you that most people I know, their first five videos suck. <laughs> I know money, you know, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not going to be very good at it. You're not a Hollywood superstar waiting for someone to find you and, and, and make you the next big thing. If you want to be good at this, you have to keep doing it. And anything worth doing is worth doing badly. And you have to do it poorly to get to the part where it works. You don't know what works right now. You posted five freaking videos. Post five more. Let's see what works. Let's see where you go. Just keep, just do the thing. Try to, I mean, this is actually, I actually wrote a book um, uh, about four years ago called Better Self-Help for the Rest of Us. And the entire premise of the book was to separate yourself from the results of what you're doing. We've all got quotas and we all want to sell 30 cars or 40 cars or 50 cars. We all want the results of what we do, but we have no control over the results. What we do have is control over the actions. Mm -hmm. Concentrate on doing the action, on taking the steps on doing what you know needs to be done, the results will take care of themselves. But if you concentrate on the results, you're always gonna be disappointed. Expectations are the enemy of happiness. And the minute you get set up to think, oh, I'm gonna post a video and I'm gonna sell three cars off of that and then I'm gonna go play golf, then you're gonna be disappointed and you're gonna quit doing the action. Concentrate on the action, the single step, posting a video every day. Hell or high water, come rain or shine. When I started running, when I started running, it was the expectation is that it would help me lose weight. Man, that's why I want to do it. I'm a fat ass. I didn't, you know, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's run, running should help. And I started running every day. And here's the thing. I haven't lost a pound. I've actually gained weight since I started running. Every, oh, no. every, yeah. But, but I'm, I'm a million times healthier. I feel mm -hmm. better. And I, I know that I can, I have the discipline to do stuff that I don't want to do. If I had, if I had to get disappointed two weeks in because I wasn't losing weight, then I wouldn't be where I am today. But I, I, I didn't get what I was expecting, but I got something else entirely out of it. And now it's fundamental to my life. And that's what this is. You have to separate the results. Whatever happens is gonna happen. You, 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 you will sell cars. It may not be as fast or as soon or whatever you want, but keep doing the thing and let's see where that takes you. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. And look, if we keep making the content, all right, as long as the content's not about you and it's actually for your audience, and keep engaging. You got to do both at the same time. You can't do one or the other. We kind of talked a little bit about that earlier, right? You keep right. doing, keep doing that. Look, those results will eventually come. But you know, enjoy. I say, enjoy the enjoy the drive, not necessarily the destination. All right. Exactly. The more the more you enjoy the drive, the better the better the destination is ultimately going to be. Right. Um, for and I think that's great. I think for salespeople, look, you guys. I hope you took some notes here. If not, you can go back and listen again. Um, but you know what I'd like to do is kind of segue off because we're talking about how this is important for the dealership. So. Uh, let's say I'm the general manager, I'm the dealer principal, and I'm watching my staff now in the showroom walking around talking to their, their phones and stuff like, right. what am I supposed to do? You know, how am I supposed, how, how am I supposed to handle this? You know, I should, you know, I, I think there's a lot of general managers, a lot of dealer principals watching this and then they don't, they, they don't know what to do with it. So what advice can you well, give? The, the, the same advice that I'd give the salespeople is, is the, is the general managers and the dealer principals, they have to do this. I mean, the, the body goes, where the, where the, the body follows where the head leads. You have you, the, it, everything, everything happens in the dealership from the top down. And if your culture is, you have an old school culture where I'm just get them in, just get them in. We're going to pound them and twist their arm and, and, and you make 50, make 50 phone calls a day and, and, and do all the stuff you're and, and you go in and you're yelling at the salespeople and you know, you're, you're yelling at them and spitting when you're talking and your eyes bulging out of your head and you got the vein throbbing in there. And then you expect them to go out on Facebook and do a nice smiley video talking about everything. You know, you can't create a culture of intimidation uh, and, 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 and hard pressure 
and 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 create a customer experience. Your 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 employee experience determines your customer experience. Happy employees create happy customers. So if you see if you see a guy out walking around talking on his phone, buy him lunch. I mean, he's he's like he's your that. guy. You you yeah. got you got to encourage that activity, and the best way for a dealer or general manager to encourage that activity is to do the video themselves for them to show the sales staff that that's important to me. That this this is where I think we need to be. This is this is what's going to separate our dealership from every other Ford dealership within a hundred mile radius. You are my people. You are the people that are going to make this dealer different from every other dealership. So let's be us and let's be a team and let's get involved in the community and let's get involved in our customers' lives and let's spread the message that this is, I mean, every, every time you do a video, I tell people, one, the simplest, easiest thing I tell salespeople to do and general managers to do is, is check in at the dealership. Every day, if you'll just check in at the dealership, let people know where you are, it's a subtle reminder that you sell cars and <laughs> where, where you sell cars. But, but it also tells people that I'm not ashamed I'm in the car business. Yes. That I enjoy working at this place. I enjoy being here at this place. It's not a bad place. We're good people. I like being here. You should be here. And that's the whole thing the general managers have to do is they have to create a culture that everyone wants to be there. If you want some people to talk about the experience that they had, you have to give them an experience worth talking about. And that, that's, that happens for your salespeople. If you want your salespeople to talk about the dealership, you've got to give them an employment experience that they enjoy, that they're happy to share. If you want your customers to share the experience that they had at your dealership, you have to give them an experience worth talking about, an experience that they want to share, an experience that they want to invite their tribe into. So it all, it, all, it, all, it, all, it all flows downhill, and it's all about... It's all about just vibing and just finding your people and, and, and hugging them, whether they're your employees or whether you're your customers. <laughs> I like that idea. We should just go around hugging everybody. Um, I, 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 love, I love that. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, <laughs> free hugs. Who wants one? Um, there we go. But no, you're 100% right, though. Leadership by example, right? Like, I mean, now, okay, so I, there's another thing, another excuse I get from, from dealerships or dealer principals. I guess it's not necessarily an excuse, it's more of a fear. Okay. Yeah. They're actually afraid of these salespeople creating these brands. They're afraid yep. of these salespeople creating these audiences, all right, that, you know, at, at some point become, you know, powerful enough or strong enough where they're generating five, seven, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20 deals a month, you know, possibly from this. Absolutely. Point. They're afraid of that because they don't have control over that audience. And if that salesperson right. decides to leave, that audience goes with them. And, I, and yep. I know I know there's a lot of deal principals out there, a lot of general managers that are listening to this, and this is their fear, but they don't necessarily want to admit it. What would you say to those people? Well, I would say two things. One, your, your fear is founded, I mean, because that can't happen, and, and you don't have control. But here's the thing. You don't have control anyway. All this is doing is removing your illu the illusion that you have control. And a lot of, a lot of general managers and dealer principals, they want to maintain this illusion that they, they have the control. But if you have a guy who's generating 10 deals a month, a, a young lady who's generating 10 deals a month that you didn't spend a single penny mm -hmm. on advertising, you know, that six, 600 bucks, 600 US bucks a copy is what the average dealership spends on advertising. If, they, if they're generating 10 deals, you just saved six grand in advertising costs. So that's what you have to look at this. You have to look at this as part of your advertising budget. And if you've got people who are generating business, you don't, you don't need to worry about what happens if they need. You need to spend day and night worrying about how do I keep them around? I yeah. need to keep them here. I need to find 10 more just like them and, 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 and flip that thing. Don't be worried about them leaving. Worry about how you can keep them there. And, 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 and it's, it's a double-edged sword because the best salespeople, the salespeople, just like you said, the guys who've been, been in the business forever, who, who've worked two days and they're all golfing, they don't hop dealerships. Because if you hop dealerships, you're always going to lose. You're, you're going to lose some. Some aren't going to follow you. You know, you, you've got a whole thing. But if you can find a place that you enjoy working at, that you can find a place that you enjoy coming into every day, if you can find a place where you know you're not getting pounded on the head and hammered every day, you'll stick around. And mm -hmm. if you'll stick around, you can build this audience who will come back to you. So I, I encourage salespeople to find a place and stick around. Because if you're if you're job hopping. You're going to lose people. You're, you're, you're going to set the wrong image. You're going to set the wrong tone. If you're, if you're leaving to go from one place to another, 
you're making it about you because why would you go to another place? It's because they get me a better deal. You know, it's not, but not about what's better for the customer. You know, so it finds you, find you a place that you can stick around. If you're, and if you're at the top end of it, make sure you're getting the kind of place that people want to be at, that people want to stay at, so they can build this audience for your benefit. This is all for your benefit. You're the one that's going to be selling cars out of it. It all goes to your bottom line, and it saves you the money on the advertising. So, so if, you know, if, you, if you're concentrating on, oh, no, what could happen, <laughs> big point of, wow. This is actually happening. <laughs> and, and to your point earlier, this is your differentiating factor. I mean, this is what makes your dealership unique. You said earlier, it's your people, right? Those people need to be front and center. Those people have a message. They have a voice. They're able to find an audience and build an audience. And, and also to your point, for us as dealerships, it's incredibly expensive to build an audience. So if they're able to do it at zero cost, you need to just freaking embrace it. And that's just what, what it comes down to. So now I, I want to go, uh, since we're on the topic of dealer principles, general managers. So here's another one I want to throw at you real quick. Okay. So, um, maybe some dealer principles, general managers listening to us right now is to go, yeah, yeah, guys, Hey, I'm totally with you. And I agree with you hundred percent, but I can't get my staff to do it. I got mm -hmm. some older people that work for me. Nobody really wants to do it. How do I get my staff to do it? What would you say to them? Well, there's 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 a couple things that you do. Number one, um, you, you give them the train, you give the people the training to do it because most people don't do it because they don't know how to do it because they're scared to do it because they don't see the general manager doing it. They don't see that it's important. They you know they're getting mixed signals. The general manager is saying, "He got yeah, you guys need to make a video," but he's not making a video, and he's only he's only caring about he's only caring about how many phone calls and how many follow ups and 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 doing that. He's not making it important. So give them, bring in the training to let them know that you're serious about that, that this is what you want. This is, this is your expectation of them. Give mm -hmm. them the tools to make it done. Make, give them the tools so that they can be creating videos and sending videos. Give them the, 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 the time. Give them the time. You know, lots, lots of general managers say, you know, I would love for our salespeople to be, uh, to be making friends and, uh, and, and building their network, but they won't let them leave the dealership to go to a networking meeting. Give, 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 give your people the time to get out in the community and shake hands and kiss babies and make these connections. And, uh, and, and most importantly, make it part of the expectations. And this is, this, this is the way to create anything in a dealership. You have expectations, you have rewards, and you have punishment. It's your job to get so many reviews a month. It's your job to post so many videos a month. It's your job to, uh, to, to create this many connections. And if you don't do these things, here's what's gonna happen to you. So you can reward doing it, or you can punish not doing it, but it has to be the expectations. And it can't be a one-off. You can't say, hey, uh, we're gonna, here's this training video. Everybody watch this training video. Now you're all social media superstars. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks, tell me what you did. Yeah. You have to create the culture that this is part of the culture. Social, so it, the, the, everything has changed. And the, the dealership has to change to be a social dealership, to be involved in the community, to make these connections. Because if we're not, if we don't do this, here's what's going to happen. We're ba basically, the dealership is going to become a delivery service for the, either the manufacturers or the third-party lead providers. They're going to determine yeah. the price. They're going to have the relationship with the customers. And your job is going to be to pair the Bluetooth phone and, uh, and send them on the way. And, and maybe some, you get some are getting that close. Like some are getting maybe that close. So, I mean, it's close. It's, it, it, this is, I mean, people, guys, if you're listening to Terry right now, you really need to take note of this because this is, you guys need to embrace this because it is going to solidify your place as far as how the industry changes and adapts over the next five to 10 years. You know, it's like, you know, at some point in time, you know, where is the value in having salespeople if they're not able to do this? Where's the value in having dealerships if they're not able to do this, right? I and mean, look, there are yeah. manufacturers that are heading this direction, you know? And it's, yeah, I, I, I'm convinced this is what's been the driving force in the industry for the last five or 10 years. It's what the manufacturers want to happen. They want every dealership to look exactly the same. They want mm -hmm. every dealership to charge exactly the same. They want a McDonald's experience. When you go into a Ford dealer in South California, they want it to look exactly like a Ford dealership in Toronto. And they want this commoditized experience. They don't care where you're buying Fords as long as you're buying Fords. So your job is to differentiate yourself. And if you're not, if you know, it's, it's the old joke, well, we lose a hundred bucks a copy, but we're going to make it up on volume. So, you know, we have a lot of dealers who are, they're all, they're all chasing this stair step incentive money from the manufacturer. And they're going all in so they can sell an extra hundred cars. So, you know, and, and basically they're making delivery money. They're making, they're actually losing money so they can get, they can get a check from the manufacturer. 
But if, if that's all you're wanting is to, to sell more cars so you can just deliver them and turn and burn at the manufacturer's behest, then, you know, good on you. But that, that, that's, that's not why I got in the business. So, you know, I, I, I went into, I got, I followed my, my path into the car business because every small town I went to, the car dealer was the backbone of the community. They mm-hmm. sponsored the little league team. They, 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 if anybody needed donations, they needed the donation. They were the hub of most small town communities. And uh, if, if, if that goes away, I mean, that's why I got in the business. It's, 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 it's because I saw these as part of the, of the community. And we have to keep that or it's just going to be, you know, everything's going to come from Amazon and Google. I agree with you. And in fact, I think we could almost do an entire podcast just on that subject in itself, because I, I'm 100% with you. I'm a little concerned about what's going on. And I think we, as, as a dealership, we need to embrace this. So, so guys, if you listen to this, GM Steel Principles, you guys listen to this. Look, bottom line is you guys need to train your staff. All right, on how to be social. All right, and once you train them, you need to develop out the the activities that you train them on. And then, thirdly, you gotta coach. You gotta coach on those efforts so that you just continue to get better on that. I, I, I think that's wonderful advice. And in fact, you guys, if if you're listening to this and you'd like to learn more about what Terry does, I would encourage you to check him out. Terry, where is the best place to connect with you? The, the best place to find me, uh, first of all, I, I tell everyone, just Google me. Uh, if, 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 I owe, if I owe the money to the mafia, I'm, I, I can't hide. I'm the most findable man in, in the world. Just Google me. It's going to tell you. It's going to tell you 10 times right there on the front page that I help salespeople make more money, get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building authentic, better, stronger online and in real life customer relationships. Google's going to tell you all that. So if you, if you don't know anything else, just remember Terry Lancaster. If you want to find out exactly what I do and exactly what I do with dealerships, go to terrylancaster.org. terrylancaster.org explains, ex- explains my training program and how I can help your salespeople either one-on-one or in a setting of the dealership or preferably both because you, got, you, you really got to have both. You got to have a one-off, you got to have a one-off training and you got to have the follow-up. And at terrylancaster.org, you can find about how I do both of those things. Terry, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. This was an absolute blast. And uh, I think there were some serious knowledge bombs dropped here today. So thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. I love this stuff and I love anybody who's spreading the word. I'm like you. I'm worried about the car business. I, you know, I'm, I'm worried about what it's going to look like in five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's changed more in the last 10 years than it changed in a hundred before that. I think the next 10 years are going to make the last look like smooth sailing. So we've, we've, we've got, we've got heavy seas in front of us and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about where it's going and I want to make sure it's going in a direction where the dealership is still a central, central focus on it. So thank you for helping me spread that message. Absolutely. You keep pushing and I'll keep pushing. <laughs> you got it. Hey, thanks, Terry. Have a great day. You too, brother. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comments section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, this has been Nathan with Digital Dealership Solutions. Have a great day.